Welcome everybody to the June um, version of our podcast calendar uh, to the topic of embrace uncertainty. On the table I have um, Chris Litzba. Hi. Habib Lezevic. Salon. And a gallery. Hello. And me, your host, Lucas Licht. Uh, we are happy to have you here again and uh, we want to continue the talk of the last um, podcast uh, and just jump in to the uncertainty mode. That's actually what we always do when we come into this podcasting studio because we look at the topics and jump right in and uh, feel a little uncertainty and that makes us feel alive. So Anxiety. <laughs> Habib, when was the last time where you really feel, felt uncertainty and uh, yeah, how did it feel? Should I say now when I got married? <laughs> Just kidding. Um, uh, you know, uh, given the nature of our company, the way we work and, and, and how we set up, the fact that we don't have um, one, you know, one person that runs the company and dictates direction, in a way I feel that uncertainty on a, on a continuous basis, on a daily basis. Um, in work, you know, uh, on the level of what are we doing, or even the way we work with our clients, you know, going into a pitch, going into a conversation with a client, I usually don't know what's, you know, what's what's expecting me on the other side, on the flip side. So, you know, I'd say it's a pretty continuous thing for me, unfortunately. <laughs> Why do you say unfortunately? I say unfortunately because uh, it's uncomfortable. I, say, I should really say fortunately because it's uh, it's where the magic happens. But uh, of course, it's very uncomfortable, at least for me. What do the others think? Is it really uncomfortable to mm. jump into uncertainty? Depends on, you know, how you live your life. Like if I can only speak for myself and, and often when I look at it and I'm like, oh, you have to be outside of your comfort zone, then I, my inner response is, you know, I live my life outside of the comfort zone. Uh, and maybe that is my comfort zone. <laughs> because uh, I feel constantly... Chris, you should try counting. <laughs> <laughs> that would certainly raise a level of discomfort that might be unbearable for me. Um, I don't know whether that was really would be where my magic would happen. But certainly in my own life, I feel, you know, I've started all over again so many times even you know started to work with j2c is you know a massive jump of a cliff um and a fantastic jump of a cliff but each and every time i've i've taken on a new position or a new job uh, moved to a new country and it's been quite a few it was always a complete jump off a cliff into total uncertainty. I never knew what kind of team I would have. I never knew what the situation would be like when I hit the ground. And all I could do was just trust that it would turn out fantastic. <laughs> so you're saying to, in order to embrace uncertainty and to dare to go into uncertainty, we need trust, is that what you're saying? Trust in what? Trust in whom? Sounds pretty esoteric if I say life. Yeah, um, that's but, what it is. But um, in 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 many ways, that's what it is. You know, I mean, I'd I'd be bragging about trusting in my own ability because that would be total misjudgment 
of my own abilities in many ways, but then, you know, possibly trusting in my ability to get back up when I fall and fail um, and things don't turn out well, that at the end of the day, they will turn out well and life does have my back. I think it's also trusting the feeling that, you know, made you make the commitment, let's say, to start a new job or to make a certain decision, you know, ultimately all of those decisions bring a lot of uncertainty, you know, mm-hmm. um, and it's really uncomfortable and um, you can totally have faith, but you can also doubt it and just still keep going, you know. Mm. Uh, I, I at the weekend I, I did um, or I was took part in organizing an event which I had like complete uns- uncertainty about it because it was the first time it was going to happen it was kind of like a, a, a dance and music fusion you know kind of a jam so the idea is that everybody shows up and everybody's kind of influencing each other like it's a real exchange there's no like set list, set rules, set time set anything it's like let's see you know let's even see if people show up you know, and there was so much uncertainty. And um, at the start, when I made the decision, I was very, like, excited about it. And then one week later, I was like, I hope this works out. And two weeks later, I was like, there's a high chance this is not going to work out. <laughs> and then one week before, I was like, there's a 50% chance this is going to be a total disaster. And then on the night, it was amazing, like, better than I could ever expect. Mm-hmm. You know, so even if you don't, um, you know, have faith all the time, as long as you don't, pull the plug on it because you because of the discomfort mm-hmm. you know i think uncertainty means uncertain risk but also uncertain reward it can really be way better than you imagine you know mm-hmm. and um you just said something i think in passing but very important to, to my mind anyway dancing. you said you were yeah dancing <laughs> you said you were very excited about this at the beginning and yeah. i think you know uh, um I was wondering as you were talking, how do I decide to step into the uncertainty? And mm-hmm. I took notes here for myself, which number one, follow your excitement, you mm-hmm. know, trust it. Don't hold back just because you can't see how it's going to pan out. Mm-hmm. My sister always says you can't see beyond the horizon. You have to take a step towards it. So if that direction looks promising, you know, follow your excitement. And yeah. the other thing I just took away from you is don't jump off on your first doubt, you know, don't, and, yeah. and, and this comes back to you speaking about trust, you know, and you said trust in life and you said maybe you know it's not right to say trust in yourself because it sounds wrong but actually it needs to be said because it's a mix you know, of both absolutely yeah. you know don't jump on your first doubt also jump off on your first doubt means have faith in your capabilities to survive mm. the unknown mm. you know i think this is very important i mean this is something that i i really whenever i go into a client meeting or a pitch situation um uh, it's, you know i don't prepare the things i want to say but I prepare myself in my skills mm. and in my understanding of what I'm capable of mm. and, and, and in my trust that I will be able to handle whatever's coming my way. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, um, I, you know, I think that, that that's what makes it possible to not just deal with uncertainty, but embrace uncertainty, at mm. least for me. So, so yeah. if I might ask in this round, uh, how do you prepare yourself for uncertainty? You already gave, gave mm. an example. for. So if I say... Um, chance is just a mix of um, possibilities and being ready to act on them Um, is uncertainty the space where you have all these possibilities and you can get yourself ready to react towards them so can you get prepared for uncertainty Mm -hmm. i i definitely think you can prepare yourself 
you can't prepare for you know we, we have to be careful here uh, uh, when we speak I, a, a good friend of mine always says um, forget preparation because preparation means to you know you mm. basically pre-plan you set yourself up mm. he says just make sure you're equipped mm. you know for me uh, I see I see that I see the same difference but between planning and preparation so you can't plan uncertainty you can't plan your way out of uncertainty that yeah. no but I can make sure I'm equipped when I step into it you know that means I know myself I have honed my skills that may be necessary uh, that I think are necessary you know and I have faith in myself um, I mean if we break it down you know it's almost an oxymoron to plan your uncertainty you know if if we understand or at least I understand uncertainty as the space or place or that moment um, which is bare of control you know it's like I'm, I'm basically entering a zone or a time in my life or an environment where my means of control are pretty low or non-existent to to whatever point you know um, or I can't measure, you know, like it's not certain what to what level I will be able to control anything in that environment. So if I plan that, you know, am I planning disaster? <laughs> am I, you know, like what what contributes to that desire to plan? Unfortunately, most oft oftentimes it's the fear mm -hmm. that tr then drives this desire to pre-plan that moment when we know we'll be entering uncertainty so i would go with habib um when he said that it's important to to recognize what what are you equipped with you know like what mm. what skills do i bring to the table to you know navigate that uncertainty and trust in those yeah i think one thing that helped me uh, during this process um, especially during the times where I was like, there's a high chance this is going to be in a way like a failure, you mm -hmm. know, where that was prevalent in my mind because of, you know, a, a lot of different factors is, is to kind of um, release that as a possibility or accept that as a possibility, you know, accept that the result is unknowable mm -hmm. and then more decide how are you going to conduct yourself? Mm, beautiful. You know, in, in, in the face of that. You Beautiful. Know? I, I, I just wrote down for myself when one of the ways to prepare for uncertainty, but also to deal with it while in it, is to shift your focus of influence from external factors to internal factors. So, mm -hmm. you know, um, which is what I take away from, from, from which, which is what I just took away from what you said. Mm. You know, st stop looking at which of the external factors are going to make this happen yeah. for me yeah. to how can I make this happen? Yeah. yeah. Mm. Lucas. Yeah, this is coming back again like to, to the focus and direction. So this is like when you when you say like you have an effect in mind that you want to be the cause of and you do it to set in motion some yeah events and some, um, some s dynamics, um, then this is your direction through uncertainty pro for me. So even though I know that everything around me is kind of moving and um, yeah, complex, I can say, okay, at least I have a star that I'm clinging to that helps me move through it. And I have some abilities that make me um, pretty believing in myself that I can get there. So this, this 
is my take on it. Yeah, I love it. You, you're talking again about that ability, knowing your own ability, but you're also mentioning this importance of having something you're moving towards, you know? Yes. And and we actually often talk about this uh, positive action versus negative action. What's the difference, you know? Mm-hmm. In negative action, I'm taking action in order to avoid something happening mm-hmm. or something not happening. Yes. Whereas when I'm taking positive action, I'm taking action in order to make something happen. And this brings me back to what you just said a moment ago where we're talking about you know, shifting the focus of influence towards myself and my internal mm. f- my internal factors yeah. paired up with the question, what is it that I'm trying to make happen? Mm-hmm. You know, what is it I'm moving to? E- exactly. What is it that I'm moving towards? Mm-hmm. You know, and those two in combination, I think, make a potent, a potent, uh, a, 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 a couple of potent, potent tool to embrace uncertainty, actually. Mm. I think an important point that I think we, you know, like while celebrating and embracing uncertainty, I think, Enda, you you made an important point also with mentioning the fears that kick in, mm. you know, and um, we can't ignore them fully, you know, while we say they shouldn't stop us. It's, it's also mm. something you know, like, how do we, how do we, work with those fears mm. you know maybe not silence them but often you know it's you know this this foreseeing loss of control does fill us with an incredible amount of fear and how many mm. times would we actually jump out of this opportunity again you know and and and, and i loved how you described that process of you coming closer towards the event and actually the risk of failure seemed to increase mm. the closer yes. you it uh, you came to that point but how did you you know sort of manage those fears i mean you knew you had to get on stage of course but um there was actually there was actually two points where i could kind of could have bowed out of the whole event um and because i was also at the same time feeling these fears it it kind of became tempting mm. like to step off at that point you know because mm. i would save myself what i maybe perceived at that point was like a 60 70 chance of failure let's say if i was to mm. if, if you were to ask me you know on that day you mm. know um but i trusted that there was a reason why i'd already committed into it and i was determined to see it through and 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 like stay true to my word and and go through with it And then because I'd kind of committed to ride the wave, there was a part of it becoming easier just because of this, Mm. you know. And then the various fears that came along the way actually were important signposts that led to the success of the event, actually. Mm -hmm. Like my fear that no one would come did force me to take action on inviting people, on promoting some, um, you know, posts and information about the event. Mm-hmm. on pushing the other members to invite their friends you know so that fear also reminded me of what i'm trying to work towards you know mm-hmm. i think it's impossible to to separate the two you know so you you turned it actually into creative tra- tension yeah the fears remind me of the opposite of what i want <laughs> you know essentially if 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 i have something i i move towards my fear is not that you know so that coming up in my mind can in, in, inspire me in a way to take a, a positive action towards what i want you, you know, know? Uh, very interesting what you just said in regard to the fears actually put you into action mm. i think it's tim ferris who talks about fear setting as a practice mm. to deal with uncertainty where you basically sit down and you say 
what are actually the fears that are in me mm. going forward into this uncertain space. Mm-hmm. And then as you write them out, uh, you look at what what could happen around it. What's the worst worst case scenario? You know, mm. what's th- that can go around. And then yeah. from that, you look at contingencies and you look at how do I have to equip myself in order to be able to deal with that, or what could I do now in yeah. order to to improve the likelihood of of this stuff not coming up. So that's yeah. also a great great way to 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 deal with that. And I it think works fantastically. Yeah, yeah, I think it's very important to realize that you know it's it's good to take your fear seriously, and and yeah. you know it's a valuable how can I say it's a valuable passenger in your car. You just shouldn't. Let it take the wheel. You can't. You <laughs> can't talk about uncertainty and deny that fear is stopping you from embracing it exists. I mean, that would be so unrealistic. Yeah, definitely, definitely. So, so taking like a few minutes to think about what is failure, because you said like there was a 70 percent chance of the event failing mm-hmm. and uh, this was keeping you this was making you afraid but if you mm-hmm. change what you um, define as failure you don't need to have don't need to be afraid of anything maybe mm. you know what I, I want to say so failure is when daddy's not proud of you <laughs> <laughs> no no exactly but but yeah, same so thing, if, like, you, if uh, you think if I'm not scared anymore that the bear will eat me then I don't have to fear it. <laughs> <laughs> a little bit like this. But say, say like, with this uh, event, with this concert you, you yeah. were giving, um, yeah, if no one would have shown up, there would still be, like, actors and performers, like, performing, yeah. and just for the sake of the performance, it would have been already valuable that it existed. So if you don't think, like, people not showing up is a failure because the other thing is, like, a success as well, uh, it is... Easier to cope with that fear. Mm. In well, my, it, I mean, hmm, sorry, go on. No, go ahead, Enda. For me, that would have been more like a denial of how it is for me than an actual positive step. Okay. You know, but 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 on the other hand, just following on from Habib's point about Tim Ferriss, there is also a nice uh, kind of trick or tool that Tim Ferriss uh, kind of asked listeners to do at one point, which was imagine the absolute worst case scenario. I see. This venture fails, the next venture fails, you lose all your money, you know, like what's literally the worst that can happen, you know? And then you realize, you know, okay, you know, it might not be actually that bad, even if it's really, really the worst case, you know? And I mean, absolutely, this is where I pick up on Lucas's yeah, point, which exactly, I think yeah. is exactly the point that he, he brought along just now is how often we exaggerate our, so often we are not clear about what it means yeah. to fail for us. Yeah. We just fear failure as such but we don't mm-hmm. actually define what that truly means to us. Yeah. And number two, we often don't leave space for the alternatives, for the alternative versions of success yeah. that could come up. So if we don't get that one version of my success, then yeah. I've failed in, in, in the back of my mind. And I think yeah. it's very important to become aware of that and in a, in, in, in a way allow the uncertainty to inform you what when you get behind the horizon, yeah. what success is going to look like. I think that's very important, you know, um, again, I go back to our work with our clients and going into these meetings. One of the hardest things for us uh, when we go and do an intake with our clients and one of the most important things is not to go in with an expectation of what the solution or the end product should look like, but really be open for the moment mm-hmm. to then inform us what a meaningful conclusion, a meaningful resolvement uh, uh, of a situation might look like. Mm. And I think often we don't give ourselves that space. You know, we don't give life uh, the space to breathe yeah. But if it can't breathe, then it can't whisper to us what it should be. So, <laughs> you know, I think that's very important also when we go into this. Mm. And, you know, I think I think Lucas made a great point there. When we go in, we should 
examine our understanding of failure as well. Mm-hmm. And examine that, but you know, if if that's our worst case scenario, then really factoring that in and knowing it's okay um, if we fail as well. You know, that doesn't put us into complete question. Daddy will still be proud of us. <laughs> Daddy will still love us. <laughs> yes. <laughs> So this is a good final word. Uh, this goes out to uh, out to all our daddies and mommies. <laughs> um, <laughs> thanks for having us. Thanks for being with us. And um, yes, uh, we gonna hear each other again in one month in July. And um, we are happy if you check in again. See you next time. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> 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 <laughs>